It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. You are Locked On Redskins. Your daily Washington Redskins podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Every day. All right, everybody, good Wednesday to you, midweek edition, the league new year upon us as we come to you on this Wednesday morning, middle of March. March 18th was expected to be a very different day than it has turned out to be, but it is still NFL free agency, the legal tampering window coming to a close, the legal signing window coming to an open, except... We don't know if we can sign contracts or not. How about that? Amazing how this works. I'm Chris Russell. First of all, thank you as always for being with us. Uh, Let's start with this. As you know, there's all sorts of reported agreements all over the place. The Redskins made two more on Tuesday, which we'll get to. The NFL, according to the AP, the Associated Press, is considering delaying the approval of free agent deals because of a lack of signed contracts. According to the AP, due to free agents not being able to travel and actually sign agreements, which is league policy, the deals might not be confirmed by teams Wednesday when the league year opens up. Now, here's the thing. I think they can sign contracts, you know, in remotely. The problem is they can't get physicals and they can't check off on the medicals. And this is where this is going to be. a a bit of a nightmare is if players can't, and and I know the NFL set up a system where they could go somewhere where they live and go to an independent doctor and get a physical and medical records will be made available and all that. But there was no mandatory, like you must do this in order to sign a contract or no mandatory. You must do this in order to agree to terms. And what I mean by that is this. You can agree to terms, right? Agent, player, team. And because you're not able to take the physical or because you choose not to take the physical, because you can't come to the team facility to take a physical, ultimately, something might change between now and whenever, right? And then you go to sign the contract whenever we get back to normal life and All of a sudden, you've got a medical condition that maybe you didn't have in early March. Or maybe you were hiding something. Who knows? And what I mean by that is we could have reported agreements, which we have. And you could have all of these deals and you think, oh, this player is going to help here and this player solves this need. And maybe we don't draft here because we got this. And 98% of these cases will be no big deal. But when we actually get back to ratifying these contracts and when we actually get back to normal life and doctors, team doctors, physicians who remember work for the team, not for you, they work for the team. When they get back to normal life 
and have to sign off on these medical exams and sign off on whatever issues there are, we could have some issues like what happened with Pashad Breeland a couple of years ago. Remember when he signed a big free agent deal with Ron Rivera and the Carolina Panthers? And then all of a sudden he went down to Charlotte and he took a physical and he didn't pass. Or there's something came up, red flag, with his foot or whatever it was. And the contract, poof, gone. Same thing that happened, right, with Ryan Grant, I think, in Indianapolis a couple of years ago. Former Redskin receiver. Signed a big deal? Or maybe it was Baltimore. I think it was Baltimore. Signed a big deal? Didn't pass the physical. Boom. Contract void. We can have plenty of this. We can have some of it. This was part of the problem with rushing right ahead into free agency. Now, listen, I know it has given us plenty of material. I know it's exciting. I know it's a distraction. I know it's that. But all of you people that yelled at me and said I was just being stubborn and obstinate, you didn't think of all of the different ramifications. I kept saying it was more than just being... Not only was it a bad look for the NFL... But there were medical issues and contractual issues that were at play here. So I guess most of us are going to be okay with this and just think that, oh, these guys are going to pass their physicals whenever they can pass their physicals, and then they'll sign the contracts. No big deal. But again, I just gave you two examples of two former Redskins players who signed rather large contracts who had their physical exams and then their contracts void. You don't want to listen to me. That's okay. You think I'm just being negative. That's okay. But I'm just telling you the reality. And the Associated Press is reporting essentially the same thing. So you have that. All right. I just had to get that out of the way because people think I'm just negative just to be negative. I'm negative for a reason or I'm I'm skeptical for a reason. All right. So now you have that. Uh, let's get into the meat of the show. The Redskins made two free agent agreements on Tuesday. Kevin Pierre-Louis. Yes, Kevin Pierre-Louis is one of the latest Washington Redskins to come to an agreement on a deal. Who is Kevin Pierre-Louis? Well, glad you asked. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to give you... Uh, part of what I wrote at RedskinsReport.com. Comes over from the Chicago Bears. He agreed to terms. Uh, I believe it was a one-year, right around $3.5 million base. And there's an incentive package there for Kevin Pierre-Louis to make more money. So here's part of why the Redskins went after him. Number one. Core special teamer. He'll play. Now, he's not a standout by grade, according to ProFootballFocus.com, only in the low to mid-50s last year, but he'll play on all four major special teams units. He'll also play, and he'll contribute in coverage, which is a weak spot for a lot of teams, but certainly for the Redskins at linebacker. So he's played for the Bears last year, the Jets, the Chiefs, was a fourth-round draft pick by the Seattle Seahawks in 2014. He's about 6'1", 230, and change, played his college 
football at Boston College. He's 28 years old. Here's what you're going to get from this guy, Kevin Pierre-Louis, is somebody who can run. Now, listen, he graded out great in coverage last year, very limited reps, snaps, but he graded out great in coverage, a 91.0 out of 100, according to profootballfocus.com and their premium subscription package, that over 14 games. But again, that was only 118 snaps in coverage, part of his total 213 defensive snaps. Again, if you're looking for an every-down linebacker, that's not Kevin Pierre-Louis. He's going to play across the board on special teams, and he's going to contribute probably nickel and dime packages and sub-packages in the Redskins' new 4-3. But it doesn't hurt to have somebody who can run, right? One of the great criticisms of this team is, number one, speed or lack thereof. Number two, inability to cover tight ends down the seam or really anywhere. Number three, communication. So I would assume he's been, again, in a lot of different defensive schemes, um, has played for some smart coordinators, going to get an opportunity to play for Rivera and Jack Del Rio here. They chose him for a reason. A, again, special teams. B, because he can contribute and maybe push guys like Josh Harvey Clemens and Cole Holcomb, and maybe you can have a situation where when the Redskins go to like a bare front, like a five-man front, where they have three defensive down linemen, say Ioannidis, Payne, and Jonathan Allen, and as well, as well, they have two stand-up outside edge rushers, let's just say Chase Young, and Ryan Kerrigan, right? Now you can, so do you have five across? Okay, not your four. You have five across. Well, if you're playing nickel and you have five defensive backs, what do you have? You have one linebacker, one true linebacker, right? So you take out Cole Holcomb, you take out Thomas, well, we're going to get to Thomas Davis in just a sec. You take out Jonathan Bostic, and maybe you have Kevin Pierre-Louis as the one roaming linebacker because he's got speed and athleticism and he's good in coverage, granted, limited snaps, when you want to run that type of package, that type of look. That's what this guy's being brought in for. He's got experience in that area. So that's what you're probably getting in Kevin Pierre-Louis. All right, that's one free agent signing. We kind of tipped the other one. Thomas Davis has agreed to terms with the Washington Redskins. He said so on his Instagram on Tuesday. We'll have what that means. We've covered him a little bit. Plus, Cam Newton and also the Redskins' level of interest in Cam Newton, plus a potential new spot for Trent Williams. We've got you all covered right here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us. What's up, guys? If you've been a listener of this podcast, the Locked On Redskins podcast, I'm sure you've heard all the great advertisers working with Locked On to reach sports fans. But you may not know that Locked On Redskins is a great way for your local business to reach passionate Redskins fans, just like you. Unlike any other podcast, Locked On gives your local company the unique ability to reach local podcast listeners, not just any podcast listener, a Locked On podcast listener. If your company wants to connect with Locked On Redskins fans 
and a predominantly male audience that is well-educated with disposable income, then let's put your company right here on this Locked On Podcast. Local fans love to support local businesses. Text the word advertising to 33777 or visit LockedOnPodcast.com slash advertising. Let us know who you are. We'll get our team to help your team achieve Locked On Advertising success. Once again, that's text the word advertising to 33777 or visit lockedonpodcasts.com slash advertising. We look forward to hearing from you. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right, I'm Chris Russell. Good to have you with us right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. So in addition to Kevin Pierre-Louis agreeing to terms with the Washington Redskins, we also found out on Tuesday, it's not official, of course, as all of these deals are not official, that Thomas Davis is coming back, not to Washington, but coming back to Ron Rivera. That's right. The former longtime Panthers linebacker who played last year with the L.A. Chargers, released on Friday. We wrote about this over the weekend at RedskinsReport.com. We mentioned it uh, here on our podcast, the Locked On Redskins podcast, that Thomas Davis was possibly a fit with the Redskins needing linebacking depth and leadership and help and culture builders, if you will. And now Thomas Davis, via his own Instagram, posting that he is heading back to Ron Rivera's heart. Reunited with my guy at Riverboat Ron HC on Twitter and a hashtag of HTTR. And he put up his uniform number 58 with the same HTTR as Thomas Davis is coming to the Washington Redskins. Now, what are the Redskins getting uh, in Thomas Davis? Again, mostly veteran leadership, but he can play on the outside. There is no doubt about it. They need depth. They need help. They need options. They need they need, quite honestly, people that can play the 4-3 system, which is what Rivera played uh, in Carolina and what Thomas Davis played in. And, look, he's had three knee injuries. I get it. But I think I put this number together over the weekend in my first post uh, on it, and I, th- I think we talked about it. He's only missed, I believe it's five games since the start of the 2013 season. So for all of his injuries that he had, bad luck. I mean, I mean, this is a guy who basically played the Super Bowl with a broken forearm, right? So you want to talk about tough? You want to talk about resilient? He, yeah, he's 36. Yes, I'm sure he can't run as well as he used to. He played and started in all 16 games last year. It's six games. I just double-checked. It's six games since the start of the 2013 season. So he played various different linebacker spots for the Chargers, graded out a 61-7 overall, according to PFF Premium, 
uh, out of 100. Again, you're not looking for an every-down linebacker. He's going to miss tackles in space against the run. He missed 19 on the year. Uh, that's not good. But the bottom line is, is he's going to help build a culture. He's going to help install a culture, leadership. That's what Thomas Davis is, is bringing to the table. That's what he's bringing to the table. So, look, when you combine him, Kevin Pierre-Louis, Cole Holcomb, who's only in year two, but now a new scheme, Josh Harvey Clemens, who's in, what, year four, new scheme. We don't know about Reuben Foster. Yes, you bring back John Bostic to anchor your defense, but again, new scheme. The Redskins needed option options at linebacker. We talked about this all offseason, that they were going to need at least one starter, if not two. Now, I think between Bostic, I think between Bostic, Pierre-Louis, and Thomas Davis, out of that threesome, you have two starters. Cole Holcomb projects to be a starter. You also have Sean Dion Hamilton. And again, Josh Harvey Clemens, and who knows about Reuben Foster. So at least you have, I think, right now, you probably have your three projected starters if you look at Davis, Bostic, and Cole Holcomb in all likelihood. Then, Kevin Pierre-Louis on sub-packages, along with maybe Josh Harvey Clemens, assuming he makes the team. And if you get something out of Reuben Foster, if he's even on the roster, if he's even able to come back, who knows? Remember, he had all sorts of uh, complications and really couldn't feel his foot until like mid-January, but he was making progress at last check. Who knows? You can't count on him. I think the Redskins will still definitely draft somebody. And they might even draft somebody fairly high. I don't think it'll be, uh, you know, of course, with the number two overall pick, they'll go Chase Young. But if they traded down and they got multiple first-round picks, I would not be surprised to see them draft a middle or um, outside linebacker, depending on where they trade down to, as a need. They need to get younger, faster, more athletic, better in coverage. That's where the league is going. But right now, with the additions that they've made, bringing back Bostic, signing Thomas, or agreeing to terms with Thomas Davis, agreeing to terms with Kevin Pierre-Louis, uh, as well as Sean Dion Hamilton and Cole Holcomb, and again, whatever you get out of Reuben Foster, you have, what, five guys at least you know that can rotate in there. Josh Harvey Clemens, so really six guys. You know, it's not perfect, it's not great, but you have bodies. And they remember, they all help out with special teams. So that's, you know, Thomas Davis probably not, but I mean, most of them are going to help out with special teams. So you need to have these guys. And again, I, I do think they're done in that area in free agency. They'll probably address it in the draft. I'd be surprised if they go out and get another linebacker. Uh, although, I you know, there is Devin Kennard was let go by the Detroit Lions or he, he, he was reportedly let go. Uh, and now they're basically talking about potentially trading him. Um, so I, I kind of wonder if you would kind of look at a situation uh, like that. Maybe. Um, I, you know, i got to do a little more research on him, but he had like seven sacks last year, uh, I believe, and maybe even seven sacks each of the last two years. So uh, just something to think about. All right, so Thomas Davis in the fold. 
uh, there. In addition, the Redskins and Cam Newton. That's right, Cam Newton. Teddy Bridgewater going to the Carolina Panthers. Cam Newton being granted permission to be traded. Now, Cam Newton is very upset on social media at the Carolina Panthers, saying they forced him into this. He didn't want to leave. All of that. According to Josina Anderson of ESPN, she said, regarding Washington as a potential destination for Cam Newton, I'm told the team discussed it. Talks did not rise to the level of definitive interest at this time. More of a wait-and-see mode right now, observing Newton's market. Skins also like their young guys, too, per a source, is what Josina Anderson said. Um, okay, so you, you have that situation, right? So they like their young we, – we, we, we've heard that. We like their young quarterbacks. Okay. They've discussed Cam Newton. Not a surprise. Um, but they're going to wait out the mark. I, I think that's the smart, reasonable approach. Right now, they don't need Cam Newton. They do need a veteran backup who can start. But Cam Newton represents something different. Cam Newton is not coming here to be the backup. Cam Newton is not coming here to be a fringe starter and I believe to be in a true competition. I believe whatever team acquires Cam Newton is coming there with the idea that he's probably going to be the starter if he's healthy. Speaking of health, Anderson also added, I also was told there isn't an overriding concern about Newton's foot as a deterrent. It was also mentioned there is a belief that Newton will be motivated to prove himself within new circumstances now. But again, Washington remaining patient on this front and in wait and see mode. So I think also there's still some concerns about his shoulder, which he had issues with going into last year and from two years ago. I mean, listen, there's no way without – first of all, you're not going to trade a first-round pick, the number two overall. So at best, we're talking top of the third round, at best. Now, maybe there's a player that you could throw into the mix there. I don't know. But I think this is absolutely responsible and reasonable for the Redskins to be interested to have had a discussion because of the Rivera-Scott-Turner-Cam Newton connection, the respect that both have, but to not be panicking and to not just make a bad deal. I would even say maybe at this point, top of the third-round pick, especially if you don't have a second-round pick, is a bad deal for Cam Newton. I mean, if we're talking about a conditional fifth-round pick, something like that, I, I can probably, you know, do that. Now, the other question and why it's so problematic or issue related is because of the contract, right? He's got one year left. He's probably going to want an extension. He makes about $19 million in non-guaranteed base. The Redskins can't take on Cam Newton's contract even for just one year and absorb that along with Alex Smith's money and Dwayne Haskins' money. We'd be talking $42, $43 million under the cap, way too much. So the Redskins would have to trade for Cam Newton, and they would have to give up some sort of compensation. We just discussed that element. But they would also have to take back the one year on his contract, right? And then probably give him an extension. Well, here's the problem. 
you could take back part of that or you could take back that one year at what he's scheduled to make this year, 19 plus million dollars and fold that into an extension. But he's probably going to want more than that on a per year basis, I, I would think. Right. Starting quarterbacks now, you know, even decent ones. Ryan Tannehill making 26, 27 million dollars a year. I mean, Cam's got to going to want to get paid. So I, I, I don't think financially it's going to work. Um, they would have to give him again. an ex- Or I, the only other situation that I can figure out is if Carolina does him a solid because he's really upset at him at them and they take you know half that salary and they just chew it and that makes it more feasible for an acquiring team and maybe because of his relationship with Ron Cam Newton doesn't demand a contract extension that that's the only way I could see this working it's the only way I could see this working all right so that's the Cam Newton situation I'm Chris Russell good to have you with us we'll come back And we'll finish it up with Trent Williams, maybe a potential new destination. That's next, right here on the Locked On Redskins podcast. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, we're back here on the Locked on Redskins podcast. As we finished up with Cam Newton, we should point out there are unconfirmed rumors. Unconfirmed rumors. Uh, I don't mean to dismiss anybody, but there's somebody who covers the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I believe it's for pewterreport.com. I'm not sure the legitimacy uh, of, of that, uh, but his name is Nick Citro, Citro, uh, that he is mentioning uh, on Twitter that the Chargers, Colts, and Redskins have all been in talk, talks with Jameis Winston. Now, obviously, that makes no sense. It's, it's actually Bucks Report, uh, at Bucks underscore report. I, I said pewter report. I'm sorry. BucksReport.com. Uh, now, he's based out of, you know, Connecticut. Uh, who knows? Uh, again, it, I, I know the website. I know that they try and, you know, do good Bucks coverage. I'm not trying to poo-poo on anybody, but I, I just don't know how legitimate it is. Uh, so that's one thing. The other thing we forgot to mention about, the Cam Newton situation is according to pro football talk, the bears and the Panthers are having trade discussions about Cam Newton. And obviously if he's healthy, he's better than Mitch Trubisky. And certainly he would be going there with, I think the thought that he would be the starter, just pointing that out. Uh, All right. So, um, so that's one thing. Now the other situation is this, With Tom Brady going to Tampa, Tampa's offensive line is okay. It's fine. It's not great. It's not good. It's okay. What if, and I wrote about this at RedskinsReport.com off of a couple of guys that I I respect and I like, Mark Bullock of The Athletic and uh, also um, Twitter account NFL Asafi, who used to work in front office. I think he used to work with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. A uh, long time ago. What if this situation was presented 
Tom Brady wants more protection. He's 42 years old. He's not the most nimble quarterback in the world. What if the Bucks were to take Donovan Smith, who they paid a, you know, a good amount of money to two years ago? He was a right tackle at Penn State. What if they flip him from left tackle to right tackle? Because their current right tackle, DeMar Dotson, is a free agent and he's not that good. And their backup swing tackles are both free agents. So what if they took Donovan Smith, a 2015 second-round pick, who, again, played right tackle also at Penn State. I can't remember if he played right tackle. I think he played right tackle early in his NFL career. I'd have to double-check that. Flip him from left tackle to right tackle. That solidifies the right tackle spot. And then they traded for Trent Williams. How about that, huh? And you say, well, Chris, why would they do that when there's four or five left tackle prospects available that could all go in the first round? True. There is. I can't deny that. But they're all rookies. This is Trent Williams, right? This is a little bit different. I would think Tom Brady, who's going to be calling some of the shots there, would feel more comfortable with Trent Williams blocking his blind side than Andrew Thomas, as good as Andrew Thomas probably is going to be. Or Mackie Becton. So this idea was floated, and I wrote about it again, redskinsreport.com. Maybe the Redskins who are sticking to a second-round pick for Trent Williams, maybe they can get creative. Maybe they can get a third-round pick out of the Buccaneers. Maybe it's a conditional third-round pick. And perhaps make a trade for O.J. Howard. Now, a former first-round pick, out of Alabama, important, but a disappointment. disappointment. He had 11 touchdowns in his first two years before Bruce Arian got there combined. He had one last year. You know, mid-30s in the catches, the last two years, 36, I think, is the number in each of the last two years. Cameron Brait, who has seen his yardage and his numbers go down, has saw his touchdowns go up. Cameron Brait was the guy that nobody could really cover because of so much attention on Mike Evans and Chris Godwin uh, and even maybe even O.J. Howard and Ronald Jones. So I think that makes some sense from a Redskins perspective, right? You're holding firm on a second round pick. That's good. But nobody said that you can't consider a player and a lower pick, right? Especially at a player at a need position. Now, maybe it's Brait, maybe it's Howard. I don't know. I just mentioned Howard because that's what was mentioned to me on Twitter by these guys uh, as a possibility. Say a third-round pick and, again, O.J. Howard. Now, I think that would probably be too high, too rich for the Bucks. If you're talking about O.J. Howard, a third-round pick, and having to pay... Trent Williams, $20 million, I think that's too rich. So maybe what you do is you say, well, a fourth or a fifth round pick. Maybe it's a conditional pick based on how many snaps Trent Williams pays, plays. Maybe it's not this draft. Maybe it's next year's draft. But you get a player that can help the Redskins at a need position where they struck out at least twice, if not three times, and where there's very few options. Eric Ebron is an option. But everybody is pursuing Eric Ebron that wants 
a tight end. So I don't know how good of an option that is. Um, so you have the Jameis Winston rumor. You have that possibility. Uh, and we covered Cam Newton, Thomas Davis, and we covered uh, Kevin Pierre-Louis all in this particular episode of the Locked on Redskins podcast. Thanks for being with us. I'm Chris Russell. Stay tuned. We'll check out our Google News initiative, Locked on Redskins, one and five minute daily reports. Uh, check out redskinsreport.com for all sorts of news there, redskinsreport.com, as well, Russellmania621, at Locked Redskins on Twitter as well, 1067 The Fan on the radio, radio.com as well, and by subscription, Warpath Magazine. I have too many freaking jobs, but, you know, look, uh, somebody's got to do it. And uh, thanks for listening, and I hope you guys all be safe out there. Take care of each other, all right? Adios. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.